from an IVF pregnancy and hospital birth to getting pregnant naturally and having an unassisted home birth. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Pure Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I welcome the amazing Melody. She is a mom of two and is making an impact on Instagram with her amazing content. Mercy loves her. Mercy was chatting up the whole time with us, as usual. (laughs) But her story is so inspiring and just a miracle in its own to go from having to be pregnant or get pregnant with IVF to miraculously just getting pregnant naturally with her second. The story is amazing and inspiring and shows you that you can have a good hospital birth, but you can have an amazing home birth as well. And she also shares some valuable information on fertility and getting pregnant naturally. So I'm pumped about this one. I've been like standing her on Instagram for a minute now. (laughs) Mercy too. (laughs) Um, She is really cool. So I have her Instagram linked in the description. Please give her a follow because her reels are literally the best. But first, before we get into this week's episode, I do want to remind you all 420 is approaching and that means the third annual recharge happy hour is quickly nearing so that happens every year on 420 from 5 p.m to 8 p.m at brick and culture in woodbury new jersey and i'm super super pumped that recharge is hosting this and actually invited me to come be a vendor because i've been wanting to vend at amazing events this is my first time doing it I have some awesome merch just for this event that I'll be bringing with me. I will be recording a podcast while there, asking questions to everyone. I'll have my camera taking pictures. It's just going to be such a vibe. There's going to be amazing vendors, live music, great food, live art. How cool is that? Just a lot. So If you're a cannabis enthusiast or if you're just into awesome stuff, come out. The link is in the description to grab your tickets and with all the information. There's only a limited number of tickets, so please don't wait. Come hang out with me and all the amazing people that will be at this happy hour right here in Jersey. If you're in Philly, you're super close. Delaware, super close. I'm at the Jersey Shore It's only like 40 minutes from where I live. Jersey's very small, so make sure you come on out. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's let's hear this amazing story from Melody. Melody. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, I'm so excited. Me um, too. That you're joining me. This is awesome. I've never done a podcast before, so. <laughs> oh, it'll be fun. I, I have a feeling you'll be a natural. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, so just real quick, because it's always me and Mercy, and um, I'm not in like a fancy podcast or anything like that. So yeah. she'll probably be yapping in the background and want to okay. be part of the conversation at some point. <laughs> no worries. Get it. <laughs> I too but, are um, usually in the background, but it's nap time, which is why I picked one o'clock. Oh, that's so perfect. That is perfect. I try to put her down for a nap and I swear every time I have to record with a guest, it's like she knows. And she just is like, no, I'm going to stay yeah. up and chat too. You want to be part of it. <laughs> it's so funny so um melody with the instagram account ever your reels are amazing Thanks. um what the listeners uh just a little bit about yourself what you do and all that and what you're going to share today yeah so um my name's melody obviously i am almost a certified doula i just have to take my test um but I did my doula certification through, I might botch this name, but Madrella. Um, it's an online course. I looked at a bunch of them, and it was just easier to do something that I could go at my own pace online since I am a stay-at-home mom with two kids and don't have childcare. So, yeah. Um, so, I just have to take my test for my doula course, and I will be certified. Um, but my, my love for birth and all things birth um, really started when I was pregnant with my daughter. And um, I knew that I wanted to have a completely natural birth, no medication or anything. Um, and was and that your I, first pregnancy? I'm sorry. Yep. So my oh. daughter was my first one. Um, she's three now. So I knew I wanted a completely natural birth. Um, and the thing is, the reason why I like quickly like disregarded the thought of home birth was because of the mess which looking at it now there's like no mess to it <laughs> um, so my daughter I did have in the, um, the hospital which they considered a birthing center but it's still the hospital um, and I did use midwives with her as well um, they were all super great but um, yeah so I knew going into that I wanted a natural birth so I had done my research um, through my pregnancy about that, um, just having a natural birth and everything. Um, and then after I had her, I really started like learning other things, like just health-wise in general, and then also more about birth. And then I really dove deep into birth when I found out I was pregnant with my second. Um, and that's really me decide to um, become a doula and get certified so I could also make other women aware of everything that is like not talked about in birth and yeah. just really able to be there to um, help other women through their pregnancy and birth as well. So I love that. And then did your, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. And then I had my second at home um, really unassisted was my whole plan. Um, my midwife ended up coming after um he was born before the placenta was born, <laughs> but um, my whole plan was to have him unassisted with just my husband and um, Lula. So, yeah. Did um, your hospital birth, did you, were you happy with that? Or like, I know sometimes, you know, it goes according to plan or it doesn't. And sometimes that all like set the tone for when you want a home birth for your next yeah. child, you know? 
Yeah. So I actually was very, very lucky. Um, I didn't have a traumatic hospital birth that led me to a home birth for my second. That's um, good. Yeah, I was one of the lucky ones. I actually had a really great hospital birth. Um, I have one small complaint, um, and it was that they cut her cord right away because she came out not breathing, which Mm. I know that's like hospital protocol. They don't really understand the whole leaving the cord intact. That'll help them breathe and everything. But that was really my only complaint. Um, And then I just really wasn't aware of like the things they do after birth to baby and to mom um, at that point either. But, um, other than that, like my whole labor, um, the midwife never checked me. The only time she checked me was when I came in, um, came into, um, the emergency room saying that I was in labor. And then when I told her I had to push, um, she didn't even have to like really do a cervical check. She could just see the baby. So I, I really like, they didn't bother me at all. <laughs> um, That's great. I, I labored in the tub. Um, I had one nurse who I was her only patient at the time. So she was basically with me the whole time. She was the most amazing nurse I've ever met. Um, and then my husband and I had a birth photographer who technically was not certified as a doula at the time, but she had been doing birth photography for a long time. So she had been in birth and basically knew what to do to help. And actually she did eventually get certified and she was my doula for my second um, birth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I actually had a really, really great hospital um, birth. Um, And that, I think that kind of actually led me to wanting to have a home birth is like, I knew what I was doing at that point, which you don't really need a hospital birth to have a home birth, but um, I just felt like I did it so easily in the hospital. Why can't I do it at home by myself? (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. So, okay. Let's hear your um, birth story of your home birth and how it was completely unassisted. Mm-hmm. And all that. So, yeah. So, um, so I guess I should kind of start um, with getting pregnant. So my daughter actually, we had to do IVF to conceive my daughter. Um, we have a 1% chance of getting pregnant. And, um, so we did IVF, we did three rounds and got pregnant with my daughter. Um, and she was our only embryo and she wasn't even graded that well. So, um, we got pregnant with her and she was like our little miracle baby. Right. So we obviously were not very careful (laughs) afterwards. I said, I was never going back on birth control. Um, I also said I was never doing IVF again because it was just rough. Um, and then my daughter was 18 months old and we found out I was pregnant. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, so that was um, kind of not really at the peak of COVID, but it was um, April of 2021. So it was still kind of heavy, you know, yeah. and I looked at my husband and I said, I am not going to the hospital. <laughs> I will not deliver this baby in a hospital during this craziness. No, um, I didn't want to be forced to wear a mask during labor. I didn't want to be COVID tested. I was against the vaccine. You know, I just didn't want anything to do with being in the hospital during the pandemic. Um, so I, um, 
I really started just learning everything I could learn to be able to give birth at home. Um, there's two midwives in my area who do home births. I contacted both of them. One was completely booked and the other one said I was too far outside of her um, area range to do a home birth. So at that point I was like, great, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, I found another uh, midwife who was an hour away and she had a birthing center, which um, was not at all connected to a hospital. She bought a house. We did it, um, turned it into basically a home where um, moms could give birth. Um, That's and awesome. It feel like a home birth. Yeah. Yeah. It was really super cool. Great. Um, so she had like two bedrooms in there that were all set up. Just it literally just looked like it could have been your bedroom at home. And then she had birthing pools in there. Um, and then the second floor was like her office and waiting room. So it was on a completely different floor where you'd give birth. It was it was very homey. It wasn't like a birth center that was attached to a hospital. Yeah. So um, I said, well, this is my next best option. She was very um, much for like um, advocating for moms to really just decide what they wanted um, without any pressure of a midwife or, or anyone telling them what to do during birth. So I really like that aspect of her. Um, so I had um, my first prenatal appointment with her when I was um, probably like 15-ish weeks um, and decided I was going to see her for my prenatal appointments, and then I was going to give birth in her birthing center. And then um, I was like, well, I'm due at the end of January, and we live in New York. She's an hour away. I don't know what the weather is going to be like to try to get there in time. Um, I also had a feeling that I was going to have a pretty fast birth because my daughter was from first contraction until she was out only 10 hours. And for a first birth, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's great. So I was like, for my second, I feel like this might go kind of fast. So I don't really want to drive an hour away in the middle of winter in New York. Um, so No, that's I was like, like unpredictable weather. With Yeah. I'm in Jersey. So it's like kind oh, of similar, yeah. but New York for sure. Especially if you're upstate, like you're going to yeah, get I'm a ton upstate. of snow. I'm um <laughs> So I don't know if you'd know, but the midwife I saw, she was in Buffalo and I'm sure you oh, hear okay. it's a ton of snow. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little East of Buffalo, like in between Buffalo and Rochester. So I'm like right in the middle of where the snow comes. Yeah. That's um, something you're not going to risk for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really think that's a great idea. So I said to my husband, I'm going to do this at home by myself. And he was like, mm. uh, oh, okay. He was, I love it. <laughs> definitely very skeptical at first. And I was like, don't worry. I got this. I'm going to do all my reading. I'm going to have everything you need on hand. Um, so I did, I read, um, the first book I read was home birth on your own terms by Heather Baker. And I always suggest it to everyone that's like, wants to have a natural birth, not specifically a home birth, but just a natural birth in general. Um, and then I really tell women to read it if they plan on having a home birth and especially if they plan on having an unassisted home birth. Um, because that book alone literally told me everything I needed to know to give birth by myself. <laughs> um, Amazing. 
So I read that and got all the supplies I needed and saw my midwife for my prenatal appointments. Um, And she was even really good about letting me come basically when I wanted to. So I stuck with um, like four to six week appointments throughout my whole pregnancy. I didn't move them any closer as I got towards the end. And then actually at my 38 week appointment, she said, "Um, do you want to come one more time or do you want to just wait and see how it goes? And I was like, I'm just going to wait. So I, um, my 38 week appointment was my last appointment and I went into labor at 41 plus or 40 plus six. Um, and I, so my daughter used to go to a play school two days a week and I would drop her off and I would go sit at a, local cafe or McDonald's and just use the Wi-Fi and do some stuff on my computer while she was at school for two and a half hours. And my husband was actually with me that day because um, it was during the winter and my husband owns a lawn and landscaping business. So he's pretty slow in the winter. So he came with me to drop her off and we were just sitting at McDonald's doing some work on our computer. And um, I felt my stomach tighten and I thought that it was just baby moving and it was just in an uncomfortable position um because with my daughter I (laughs) sorry no she's fine I woke up in the middle of the night and my water just started to trickle um and then my contraction started 17 minutes later so this time it was actually a contraction that started my labor and I thought it was just uh baby moving in a like an uncomfortable position and then it happened again and I was like, wow, this, this baby's really uh, pushing me today. And then it happened again. And I was like, well, those are happening kind of frequently. And then I started to time it and I timed two more and they were each six minutes apart. So I was like, I think I'm in labor. And my husband looked at me like, what do you mean you think? You don't know? You've been in labor before. And I was like, well, yeah, but like, I don't know. <laughs> so... It's so Sometimes it's hard to tell, you know? It is, you know? Like every like, pregnancy is different. Yeah, and like, if, especially at first, your contractions aren't super strong, you know. Right. And I guess really, um, I could have been having those the last week, but I thought it was just him getting in a weird position, and he was like pushing on me. Mm. So I just kind of ignored it. But then it happened six minutes apart for like six times. Nah, not not even six times. It was like four times. And so I was like, yeah, I I think those might be contractions. They just, they're happening exactly six minutes apart. So I called my doula. She was like, "Um, yeah, why don't you head home? And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I went, we went and picked up my daughter. She'd only been at school for 45 minutes. Picked up my daughter and headed home. We got home at 1030. I called my midwife on the way. And I I was like, hey, um, I'm in, I think I'm in labor. My contractions are like six minutes apart. And she was like, okay, give me a call in an hour. Um, So I guess I should back up too, because the story with my midwife. um, So she had went on vacation like a week before I was Mm -hmm. due. And she, I had never told her that I was planning to birth unassisted um, because I didn't want her to like drop me as a client or anything. So I Yeah, she don't need to know that. (laughs) Yeah, so I just did my prenatal and I was like, I'm just going to plan this on my own. I'll call her after the baby is born. So she'd went on vacation a week before I was due. And then she messaged me and said, I'm so sorry. I thought all my January clients had given birth and I forgot you were my last one. Oh. 
And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) As far as she knew, I was coming to her birthing center to birth. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, I don't perceive you going early, but if you do, I have a midwife on call for you. And I was like, okay, no worries. Like, I just played it off very nonchalantly. Like, this is perfect. Cool. Yeah. I was like, really? I don't care because I wasn't going to call you anyway. But (laughs) So... She went on vacation. She came back and she was like, thanks so much for understanding. Um, I'd like to offer you a home birth as long as it's a day that I'm not in the office, which was Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, So I happened to go into labor on a Thursday. So I went ahead and called her when I was on my way home. And I was like, hey, my contractions are six minutes apart right now. And she was like, okay, give me a call in an hour. And I was like, okay. So I called her 11.30, and I was like, yeah, they're, like, two minutes apart, um, or maybe they're, like, four minutes apart at this point, um, and, but they're not quite a minute long. And she was like, okay, I'm going to pack up my stuff. I'll leave here in an hour. I'm an hour from you, so I'll be there in two hours. And I was like, okay, perfect. So that was at 11.30, um, and I, uh, like I said, I think they were, like, four minutes apart, but they were – 30, 45 seconds long. And I was still like really good. I mean, the whole time I was walking around talking, um, my husband and I made lunch, we ate, um, we put my daughter down for a nap and, um, I was sitting in the rocking chair and he was laying in bed with her. And then all of a sudden I got a really strong contraction. I was like leaning over the crib and I had to walk out because I was like, Ooh, that one was, that one was big. And that was at about 12.15. And then um, I went in my room and I was sitting on the ball and just swaying and stuff, you know, working through them. And he finally gets her to sleep and he comes out and uh, he's like, you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And I was like, can you start the tub for me? So he went and started the tub about one o'clock probably. And um, I go get in the tub and sitting there, you know, I'm talking to my doula, talking to my husband, still pretty calm. And then my husband, funny story, my husband, um, my sister was the only other person there um, because she was staying with us to help with my daughter um, because my husband didn't know like what work would be like. He obviously, like I said, he owns his own business, so he can't just like take PTO and still get paid, you know? So yeah, um, my sister came to help me out and, um, he looks at my sister and he was like, Hey, can you throw some mozzarella sticks in the, in the toaster oven for me? I'm hungry. And she was like, yeah. So she goes and puts them in and comes back and we're still, we're still talking and I'm working through contractions, still pretty good in the tub. And, um, about one forty-five, So I'd only been in the tub for 45 minutes. I'm sitting there and I just look up at my doula and my husband. I was like, my water just broke. And they looked at me like, what? Like you didn't make a noise. You're so calm, like nothing. And so my water broke at 145. And then, um, probably like 10 minutes later, I looked at my doula and I was like, I have to poop. I need to get out of the tub. And she goes, are you sure? And I was like, I mean, I've already had a baby. I know what it feels like, the difference. (laughs) And I was like, I I really have to get on the toilet. (laughs) And she was like, just, just check and see if you feel ahead. And so I did. And I was like, oh yeah, there's a head. Oh. <laughs> and, um, 
uh, I was like, but I, I really got to go to the bathroom though. Like I, I it, it's probably both of them, but I really got to go. And, <laughs> and then I like went to stand up and just fetal ejection reflex started. He started coming. <laughs> and oh, that's amazing. I, I feel like I was almost trying not to push. Um, mm-hmm. and I really pushed twice. And, um, so when I said I could feel the head, she looked at my husband and she was like, go grab the towel. It was on the heating pad in the bedroom, um, like warming up for the baby. And, um, she was like, go grab the towel. And he went in and like looked and he came back and he goes, which one? And she was like, hurry the heads out. (laughs) And (laughs) so he grabs the towel, comes back in and he's like holding his head. And, but I was like standing in the tub and he was kneeling outside the tub. And so I was leaning over the tub onto his leg. And I was like kind of holding on to him, like trying not to push, but really pushing. And um, so he had one hand in front and one hand behind me holding his head. And he was like, I'm slipping. I'm not going to be able to catch it. And so my doula stepped in and helped him grab the baby and two pushes and he was out. Wow. So, yeah. And then, so we didn't know what he was either. So that was, that was pretty cool too. Um, my, um, I stood up and my doula grabbed him and handed him to me through my legs. And um, it was funny cause she kept saying she, um, and then she was like, do you want to sit down or you want to get out of the tub? And I was like, I'm going to sit down. And then she, she kept saying she for the baby. And then my husband's like, it's a boy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was really cool. And then yeah. up for a minute and, um, and then my husband's like, do you want to get out and go to the bed or you want to sit here? And I was like, I want to get out because the, the water was just, I didn't want to sit in that water. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So I stood up and they helped me walk to the bed. My placenta was still inside. Haven't delivered it yet. And walked to my bedroom. And then, um, well, actually, so I'm sitting there in the tub and my doula had called my midwife and she was like, I got stuck behind a plow truck. Um, So yeah. So she's like, I'll be there in a couple minutes. How is everything? And she was like, well, he's kind of, he's kind of retracting breathing. I mean, like he's, he's cried already. He's, he's good, but he looks like he's retracting a little. And, um, so we got, they helped me get to the bed and she got there before my placenta delivered. And I didn't remember this part from my first birth because like I said, they cut her cord right away and Mm. they really forced my placenta out. Um, but so I don't remember how, like still having the contractions to get your placenta out. So I'm laying there, well, and walking to the room and then laying in my bed. I'm like, these contractions are strong, man. Like, they weren't like this in labor. <laughs> and It's I'm stronger like, than the labor contractions. That's why. Yeah, I really feel like they are. Um, yeah. I was like, it's not coming out. It's not coming out. And um, so then my midwife got there and I was laying on the bed, like still contracting. And I was like, my son does not coming out. And she was like, just give it a, just give it a minute. It'll come out. And, um, and then like I, uh, she was like, just try to push when you feel a contraction. So I pushed and it got closer. And then, um, she, 
I asked her to like, just give it a little tug. And as soon as she did it, like slipped right out. And, um, then I was good, but yeah, so I, uh, delivered him on my own and then she got there just in time to kind of help me get the placenta out a little bit. Um, so but amazing yeah, how fast then, he came. Yeah, he was fast, man. And then he, um, he was retracting a little, his oxygen was good. She, she gave him like one breath in an Ambu bag and, um, he was good. His cord stayed intact until it was completely white. Um, nice. I actually have a, a picture uh, that my doula took of the placenta, like um, right on my my pubic um, like area, and then he's laying on my chest, and you can see the cord still oh. connected to him. It's really cute. Um, oh. So yeah, so that part was different than my my hospital birth, which. Um, was definitely, I could see a difference really, because I, it's almost like I completely blacked out that part of my first birth because they had cut her cord right away and then like really forced my placenta out. And I don't really remember that, but my husband said you had such, you were in a lot more pain in the hospital birthing your placenta than you were at home. Because I kept saying to him like, this hurts, it's not coming out. And he was like, no, it was a lot worse in the hospital. So I wow. guess I kind of just like block that out. But yeah, that yeah. was really the the major difference. Like I said, I didn't have a terrible hospital birth, but just being at home was like so so different, but so so good. You're so much more comfortable, you yes. know. Like even though like you can be comfortable in like a a birthing center, you know, yeah. but like deep deep down inside, like. Are you you just like as comfortable as you can be, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. That's probably why he flew right on out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was, you know. Now I'm like, what's my third going to be like? I'm barely going to be in labor for that one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're going to feel contraction and then, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, he came out so fast. His whole face was bruised. (laughs) Oh. But, um, yeah, it was, it was great. I will tell my birth story all the time with him, even with my daughter. Like I said, I didn't have a terrible birth with her, but just being at home was just, I can't even like find the words to describe it. Like you won't even know what it's like until you actually experience it yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that sounds about right, honestly, (laughs) because it's, it's hard to describe birth no matter what you know so when you have Mm -hmm. it in such an intimate way like that I'm sure it's even more difficult to find the words to just describe it it (laughs) but your story like as a whole with both your children is just so incredible because you had a great hospital birth you know you went through Mm -hmm. IVF and that whole experience okay I'm sorry that whole experience (laughs) like led you to this amazing home birth from a natural yeah pregnancy, which again yes. is just so like just getting pregnant naturally after your IVF journey is like wildly like inspiring like wow you know yeah yeah just a crazy story in itself but it yeah. is it absolutely <laughs> is like I can't imagine the the kind of journey that IVF is. I'm sure it's very taxing in a lot of ways, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to go through that and then be like, wow, we got pregnant naturally. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's just like a flood of emotions. It is, yeah. <laughs> I really, um, 
my husband, I was late by, I don't know, I think I was like a week or two late at the time. And my husband was like, um, are you sure you're not pregnant? And I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant. Like, we can't get pregnant. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I have one test. I'll take it. When we get home, we're in the car. And. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, <Okay>. it's good. <laughs> um, so it was actually um, two weeks after he had quit his job to go full time with his own business. Um, wow. So he, he used to work for General Motors um, and he quit his full time job as a manager in the plant and went um, full time um, starting his own business. And so it was two weeks after that. And, um, so we were just in this mindset of like, okay, what are we doing? Like starting our own business, like trying to get this going right at the peak of the season. Cause it was April, May, and that's really his, his two busiest months, um, being lawn and landscape. And, um, so we were on our way home from church and he's like, are you sure you're not pregnant? And I was like, there's no way, like, I can't be pregnant. I was like, I have one test left over from Abigail. I'll take it when I get home just to prove you wrong. <laughs> so he, I didn't prove him wrong, but uh, he was on the phone with um, a, a wedding venue who was looking for um, a, a landscape, lawn and landscaping contract for the summer. And, um, it was going to be his first big contract and he was on the phone with them and I'm in the bathroom taking a test and I walk out with a positive test. Like it went positive right away. Um, and I walk out and I'm waiting for him to get off the phone and he hangs up and I was like, uh, so you're right. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um, he was like, okay, well, this contract pricing is going up. <laughs> and we, it. we were like just in total shock for like five minutes. And then we just started crying. Aww, uh, Cause so like, beautiful. really didn't re- really didn't think that it was real, that it could happen after like all we had gone through. And he mm. was like, you need to go get more tests. Like this test could be old. And I was like, okay, fine. So I went and bought seven more pregnancy tests and all seven of them were very positive. It's amazing. It really, really is like, so So, it's such a miracle. Like birth is is such a miracle. And then that as a whole is even more of a miracle. Yeah. So it's our little miracle baby that was born in my bathtub. I love it. It's such a great story. Now, did you do anything different um, with your lifestyle in between, like, after giving birth to your daughter before getting pregnant as far as, like, because you know how a lot of people say, like, you know, your diet and everything yeah. can affect fertility yeah. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. was anything different from yeah. the first time to the second time? Yeah, actually. So, um, so like I said, we got pregnant um, in April because we found out at the beginning of May. So we got pregnant sometime in April. And actually, February, I um, was following someone on Instagram and she was posting um, all these um, like non-toxic products and stuff and like talking about that. 
And it made me start to like wonder and question and looking at like everything we had in our house and like how we just don't even pay attention to ingredients most of the time on like our cleaning Mm. products because we're worried about like the smell of them or like do they work kind of thing. So we don't even like really pay attention to the ingredients. So that kind of opened my eyes. And so then I talked to her and um, I signed up um, buying products from her. And uh, so I swapped out all of our stuff in our house to non-toxic products. Um, I, we both started taking um, vitamins regularly and we started taking um, TRS. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a yes. Um, yes, a heavy metal um, detox. So we started taking that um, because we were both military. So we were heavily vaccinated. Um, so we started taking that to just kind of detox from all of that stuff. And we started that in February, switched out all the stuff in our house, started eating better. Um, and we were pregnant in April. So it took two months. Wow. That just gave Um, me the chills. And I really think that that's what did it because that is the only thing that we did differently is just, um, really paying attention to ingredients and things that we were using, um, eating better, and then detoxing our bodies from all that heavy metal in our bodies. Um, And then, yeah, two months later, we found out we were pregnant. (laughs) And I fully believe that that is what does it as well, you know, like, yeah, which it makes sense when you really think about it. Mm -hmm. Getting rid of all like that stuff, like you said, detoxing and then changing all of that. And it's just so wild. Like now, mm-hmm. um, I'm not very familiar with IVF, but is that something that they address before going through that whole process or is it just like they go right no. through it? So that's, what's crazy is like, they never talked about that with us of like, mm. like pay attention to like the kind of stuff you're using. So it's kind of stuff you're eating. Um, the first fertility doctor that we saw, um, he told me to try a keto diet, um, okay. which at the time I was like, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just not good with like sticking to diets or anything. Um, mm-hmm. so I just, I couldn't do it. Um, but that was the only thing. And he only told me, he didn't say anything to my husband. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but my husband is the one with fertility issues. It wasn't me at all. Um, mm. Everything that they tested me for was perfectly normal. My husband, um, he had a low sperm count and a low um, mortality. And the I think it was the shape of his sperm too. So like, all of that was, um, there was issues with. So that's why we couldn't get pregnant and they gave us a 1% chance of like ever being able to conceive on our own, but they didn't even tell him to like change anything or do anything. Um, they just told, yeah. Um, they just told the first doctor told me to do keto when I was like actually going through IVF. And I can't remember when exactly he told me to do it. If it was like, um, before transfer after whatever, but I just was like, nah, I, I'm not even going to try that. I know I'm not going to stick to it. So, um, yeah, they didn't even say anything about like all that stuff to us, but what's crazy is in an IVF, um, embryology lab, they cannot wear perfume because of the ingredients in it. Um, because it's so toxic, it'll kill the embryos. So like you wow. think that, 
like they put would two tell, and two together right like <laughs> if we can't wear that in the lab when we're working with these it's clearly oh. not good for people to wear it you know Period. it's yeah. still soaking into their bodies exactly but, um, yeah so they never they never really talked to us about anything like that um and the first place we went to really frustrated me because they were just kind of like a one size fits all. They put mm. me on like every medication possible. And I wasn't even the one with um, fertility issues. Um, and we did two rounds there uh, and they both failed. And then we switched oh. to another, um, another doctor's office and she was really great in the aspect that she was like, well, there's nothing, there's no issues with your fertility. It's your husband. We can see that. So they sent him to a urologist and um, they discovered why his sperm is the way it is. And they told him that there's a surgery he could have. Um, and we were going to plan on doing it after my daughter was born. And then we just never did it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but she told me, she was like, well, since you don't have any fertility issues, we can kind of go along with your natural cycle. And that's what she did. She went with my natural cycle and really gave me the bare minimum of hormones that I needed to, um, to get the, um, first get the eggs out and then, um, implant the embryo. So, Mm. um, it was it was definitely easier that time because I, there, I wasn't on so much medication. Um, and it really went with my natural cycle. So it just, it felt a lot better. Um, and then even though she was our only embryo out of that round that survived and she wasn't that great of a grade, um, cause they grade the embryos, um, based on how, the looks of them and how they're developing, um, and the best grade is this, a six AA and she was, I think she was a four BC. Um, so you can but see she's your like, strong girl. Yeah. So you can see like if a six AA is the best, she was a four BC. So, um, obviously going down to like a five AA would have been like the next best in that. Well, a, a six like A, B, 6, B, C kind of thing. So like the lower the letters and then the lower the number basically. So she was a 4 B, C compared to a 6 A, A. So she wasn't that strong of an embryo. So when they called me and told me um, that we had one embryo and it was only graded a 4 B, C, they're like, I wouldn't be super hopeful because it's not the best grade, um, but we're going to freeze it. And they froze um, her for a month and then, they transferred her during my next cycle. And, um, I just knew that like that time that was it. Um, even though she wasn't the best graded. Um, and then they called me after my first HCG, um, blood draw and told me that I was pregnant. And obviously we were like super ecstatic. And then, um, I, you have to be retested in 48 hours. So we went for a retest and, um, I don't know if you know, but like HCD, your number is supposed to double every 40 or 24 hours um, when you first okay. get pregnant. So they look for that number to double. So at my second blood draw, um, it was only 117. So it didn't double. Um, so they were a little concerned. They sent me for a third blood draw. It still didn't double. It was only at 172. 
So they at that point they were afraid I was having an ectopic pregnancy. And um, so they said, we're going to send you for one more blood draw and see what it's at. And then we'll have you come in for an ultrasound next week. And my fourth blood draw, it finally more than doubled. It went up to like 400 and something. So I was like super excited. I was like, hey, we're good. We're like clear now. They were like, we want you to go for one more because it jumped really high all of a sudden. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I went in again and it was like over a thousand. And I was like, yeah, we're good. And then they were like, well, it's just all of a sudden increasing a lot. So um, we went in for an ultrasound and they saw that it wasn't an ectopic. Obviously, she was right in the spot she was supposed to be and she was like right on track. So we were good. Um, But yeah, kind of got off track. Yeah, they never talked to us about. Um, like really paying attention to um, the chemicals that are around you and what you're eating and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I swear that's what that's what allowed us to get pregnant um, the second time naturally is just two months of just changing stuff in our house. It's incredible. It really mm-hmm. is. Like, yeah. And like you said, people don't even realize it. So I know you you do um, the wellness box, right? Yeah, so that's what we. Yep, yeah, that's what we switched everything out to. Um, And I had found someone on Instagram who did that, and that's when I like really started looking to it. And I reached out to her, and then because I fell in love with the products, and I really swear by them because that's all I've used since then. um, I started um, referring other people to shop with them as well. So yeah, amazing. So if anyone wants to uh, get on and purchase those products, how can they do that through you? Um, So they would just reach out to me. Um, I just create a a link for them to start shopping. Um, It's not like a MLM where you have to buy um, specific products or meet a quota, um, a dollar amount each month or anything. Um, You get to choose like whatever you want to whatever you want to buy. Um, it's all non-toxic, like safer, cleaner products for your house, um, beauty products, like all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I just refer other people to shop if they want to. Um, very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So I'm going to link your Instagram because that's probably where your bio has like the link for all of that info. Yeah. So that'll be in the description if anyone's interested in that obviously these products are working and <laughs> you went from IVF to just do, switching to that kind of stuff and getting pregnant naturally. Like it's incredible, yeah. but um, really quick, what is one thing that you would recommend to all pregnant women? Oh, okay. So I think the one thing that I would recommend to pregnant women is to not be afraid to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, I feel like we are just taught that we trust our doctor to do, they're going to do everything the right way of how it's supposed to be done. Um, And you have to just go with that, but you don't, you have so much power over your body and your birth that you can say no to whatever you want and give birth however you want to give birth. I love that. It's so, 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 so true. Oh, so, so true. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I feel like, like women don't 
know that or understand that. They're just like, oh, well, no. my doctor said this or my doctor suggests this. Like, you can take that with a grain of salt and do what you want. Like, absolutely. You have, I didn't, you have so much. Yeah. I didn't know with my first either. And that's really what, like, made me start, like, just trying to learn everything I could um, because there was so much. I thought I knew so much with my first. And then after that, I learned so much more. And I was like, I didn't know anything. <laughs> and I still I know, probably right? don't know anything. But I've Same. learned a lot since then. <laughs> but, I feel um, like, like every day I'm finding something else out or like looking at something different to someone, you know, it's like, yeah. There's so much. Yeah. You can always there's, keep learning. Yes, there's so much. But like, yeah, you you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. It's a great it's piece a of thing. advice. And really just like keep learning all that you can. So that way you can feel more confident in your decisions as well. Yeah. And don't be afraid either to ever like reach out to someone like yourself or any like person that you see on Instagram that yeah there's so many and like doula birth worker yeah so you are before skins on Instagram that's all going to be linked in the description Melly I love your story you're going to inspire a lot of women Um, thank you so much and the IVF thing to get pregnant that way and then naturally is like so mind-blowing to me I feel like we could talk a lot more about that so (laughs) I might beg you to come back for that. <laughs> okay. I'd love to. That's a great topic. Um, But yeah, thank you for doing this. And I will chat with you on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really All appreciate right. you having me on, on my first of podcast. Course. Of course. <laughs> you are great. You're a natural. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay, I will bye. talk to you later. I would love to thank Melody for joining me. Um, Mercy for always <laughs> being next to me, having a chat with us. <laughs> I pray this helps whoever needs it. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in and giving me this space to share with you. I'm forever grateful for all of you. If you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, please give it five stars. Write a review. Let me know what you think. Screenshot this episode if it really sits with you. Tag us both on Instagram in your story. Let us know your thoughts. I love hearing your feedback. God bless.